Every person in America is either a doer or a donter. A doer or a donter. And if I can get you to learn one thing today, one take home point, it would be this. Don't be a donter. Do be a doer. Which one are you, Playboy? Me? No, someone else sitting in your seat. <laughs> Come on, which one are you? I'm a doer. Is that a question? I'm, I'm a doer. What is this, Valentine's Day? Say it like you want to hunt it, skin it, and mount his head on your wall. I'm a doer. What? I'm a doer. I'm a doer. Welcome to episode 35 of the Dealers Compressed podcast. My name is Paul J. Daly, and as you can see, I will be hosting you today from the road, right out here outside these windows. Is downtown Chicago. Um, I just finished the Hierology Elevate conference today. Had an awesome day today. Had an awesome network, networking reception last night. Um, actually had an awesome conversation today with Dale Pollock and his marketing team at V Auto and the MX agency that V Auto uses. Got some really cool stuff in the works. Top secret, can't tell you about it. And uh, have a great guest today. So, um, you know, always trying to bring you variety on the show. Always trying to bring you something maybe from an interesting perspective or something you haven't heard before. So uh, today we have Kendall Griffin, who is the customer experience manager for the manufacturer Nissan. It's the first time we've had a manufacturer employee on the show, so I'm excited about that. Kendall has an interesting perspective. He's been in the business for almost 20 years. He did a long stint with Toyota. And um, you know what he does with Nissan now is kind of consider the customer experience from before they buy the car, through the buying process, the, um, the experience they have after, and he kind of takes the, all of that information and all of that feedback, and he helps dealers dial in the process to make them better. So it's just interesting hearing from another perspective. You know, I think we talk sometimes on the show about the natural tension between manufacturers and dealers, and it's kind of a built-in tension. So it was nice to hear from somebody and meet somebody from a manufacturer and uh, just kind of get his vibe and his feel for really wanting to assist dealers to serve the customer better so that dealers can win. And so we're going to talk to him in just a minute. One thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately, and especially on this trip, is two words. There's go, and then there's do. I think it's kind of simple instructions, but the go part really represents getting out of your comfort zone and getting out of the routines that we find ourselves in that often we find ourselves just kind of locked into and kind of the victim of it sometimes because the routine often is what paralyzes us. The familiar sometimes makes us shut our brain off. So it's not really open to new ideas. It's not really open to growth or maybe we think that we're done growing or we have a reason to blame our stagnant nature on outside forces and everybody else and the government and your dad who you know wasn't nice to you and this one situation that happened and going like actually getting up and going somewhere different especially somewhere that inspires you or around other people who are moving toward the same things that you want going is something that moves you forward and whenever I get to come out to a conference or I get to go with other like-minded people who have perspective of wanting to change, wanting to improve, wanting to be better, 
I find myself inspired to be better and my head gets clear. I get outside the minutia and just the, the day in day out hustle of building a business and being, you know, a dad and serving in here and doing this and doing that. And I just get a little bit clear and I start to focus in on what is actually possible. And it's very freeing for me. So that's the first half is go. The second half is do. And now that I've gone and been inspired and kind of seen a little bit more clearly what the potential and possibilities are, well, now I have to do something about it. And lots of people just go and they never do. And they go again and they never do. And they go and they feel like, oh, you know, there was this mind blowing event and I feel then they never do. And that's a problem. That's how you stay stuck. And, you know, one thing that, that bothers me sometimes is when I see people who are talented and capable, they treat these experiences of going as the ultimate thing. They're like, well, if I just go, that somehow makes me different or makes my life different. And that's just a bunch of crap. It's not true. And then they come down off the high. And then so they have to book the next trip. So they go again. and still nothing changes. Why? Because you didn't do. So there's the go and the do. I tend to think that going and doing, like you don't need to go again. You just need to do and execute to the knowledge and the talent and the experience that you already have. So go and do is just something I've been thinking a lot about today and um, a lot recently. And I'm going to try to share some of the goes, some of the places I'm going over the next few months some of the things that I'm doing as a result of those. I also want to share those with you. I hope this encourages you and inspires you to go. It doesn't have to be far either. It doesn't have to be Chicago or like a plane trip away. It could just be the cafe or the coffee house. You know, if your regular routine has you in the house all day and maybe you have kids and has you in the house with kids all day, go somewhere quiet. Go to a Starbucks you know, actually have a latte and have a minute to yourself. Sometimes that going is all you need to be inspired. Listen to some music that you love. But then don't stop. Then do. Go do. I hope you enjoy our guest. That was a weird segue. It's late. It's like, holy crap. It's 11.15 here, which means it's after midnight my time. We'll just do that again. I'm going to crash hard after this. So back to our guest, Kendall Griffin. I hope you enjoy him. Um, I hope you enjoy his message. And um, just enjoy hearing from somebody else in the industry that you most likely would have never met. Enjoy it. So, Kendall, thank you so much for spending a little time with us today. Absolutely. I know you've got a lot going on out there. Um, I think it's so great for our dealers and the people that watch and listen to the podcast to hear from what I would consider a really unique perspective. Okay. Um, you're in the car business, but you're not necessarily a car guy. Um, so why don't you just, like, what is it from your perspective? What... What do you do? So uh, I currently work for Nissan as the customer experience manager, uh, and that entails uh, all the customer touch points from digital to actually the customer walking into the store and shaking hands with the sales consultant. Uh, what we want to make sure uh, is that the sales consultants and the dealership team have the tools necessary to not only complete that transaction at that time, but also retain the customer uh, in the future and, and, and service them for all their car buying needs. So I think one of the things that's interesting is that the dealers and the general managers and the sales managers and, and right down the chain, the salespeople, right, they probably often, you know, have to implement or are the ones, the layer that implements changes that in some way, shape or form started off at your level. 
you know, based on some feedback you got. So from that perspective, mm-hmm. what is the level of communication you have with the dealers on the dealer level? Oh, well, um, I don't know how many layers, so maybe if you just quickly explain the structure. Yeah, so, uh, so I, I run the department, but actually a lot of the information is disseminated down through our field team, mm-hmm. and the, usually that's where the, the, uh, the contact happens, is with our field team and the dealership. Um, in, in my role, though, I also travel out, travel out to the dealerships mm-hmm. to uh, do some one-on-one communication as well. So. And how long have you been doing this type of work? Um, I've been in the automotive business uh, since 2000. Since 2000. Okay. Uh, in my current role, I actually just started in this current role about a week and a half ago. So. Okay. What were you doing before this role? So before this role, I was with Toyota for 17 years in various different roles in the field. And uh, my, my, the latest role when I was with Toyota was as the uh, facility business management manager. Gotcha. So uh, a lot of, lot of automotive experience. No doubt, yeah, no absolutely. doubt. You're at the Hierology Elevate Human Capital Management Strategy. I can't, it's a really long name sometimes, I get yes, it wrong. Yes. But we're learning about the people side of the business. Absolutely. Why are you here when you're in the customer experience side? Why are you at this event today? Well, one, I, I think most importantly is you, you should never stop learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and any insights that, that I can take from this conference and uh, relay back to mm-hmm. our field team, which relays it to our dealerships, I think is a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people side of this business is so important. Um, one of the one of the stats that that I look at is turnover in our sales department is over seventy percent. Mm-hmm. You know, which is lost pro- productivity, mm-hmm. lost profit for our dealers, lost efficiency, and usually translate into not a, a not so good experience for our consumers. Mm-hmm. So uh, any way we can limit that by uh, taking a look at our human capital mm-hmm. and making that process better, I think is a win for for everyone. Yeah, that's, that's actually a really holistic approach, um, which is part of the solution, the fact that you tie back, hey, turnover is really bad for the customer experience. Absolutely. And that's not something, you know, one of the things that we talk about a lot is that it's tough for CFOs and mm-hmm. dealer principals to, you know, approve an investment in branding, mm-hmm. improve an investment in HR, in a sense where it's the long view and the long vision because you can't immediately measure it on a balance sheet or p and um, So that point just drives that home is that fact that you're paying attention to turnover mm-hmm. in the sense that like, hey, people that aren't turning over as fast or that stay longer know the business better, they're more educated about the product, they understand the initiatives that you're taking to try to give a better, more, you know, more smooth customer experience. Absolutely. It's, it's kind of getting out of that 30-day cycle and looking at, you know, when you say looking at the business holistically or long term, um, you, you want to invest in your people so that they're happy and stand around. And if you've got a happy employee, you've got a happy customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what it's all about is, uh, you know, making sure you're taking care of your people so that they're, they're taking care of your consumers. Well, what is... What is one thing that you've really been noticing? You pay a lot, you pay a lot of attention to the customer behaviors, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of the feedback that you get, not only when they're considering a brand and during the process, but also like how they feel after the process. Yeah. And you know, what you could have done to make, make it better. What is kind of like number one with a bullet? Like what is the problem that, that you're trying to address or solve right now? As specific as possible, you know? I yeah, think. well, I, I, think, I think the one thing, and it's, I think it's an industry-wide thing, is that the, uh, 
consumer has access to a lot more information. Yeah. You know, uh, they have a, you know, a lot of times they come in more educated than a lot of our sales associates. Mm-hmm. So it's just making sure that we're being transparent and upfront so that we can help facilitate the process. Uh, like I said, the, the consumers, uh, you know, they've got supercomputers in their pockets. So it's right. nothing that they don't know anymore. It's no information that they don't have. Uh, so it's just making sure that we're making it, you know, being as efficient as we can and as transparent as we can to facilitate uh, the, the car buying experience. Give me an example of, um, give me an example of a situation where you know the customer has the information, mm-hmm. right? As some, we would say this is an efficient marketplace. Right. Customers have the same information as the, as the dealers. Right. Hasn't been that way. Certainly wasn't that that, that way when you started in 2000. Absolutely. Right? So what happens when the dealer behaves in a way as if ignoring the fact that the customer has all the information? How does that break down? Yeah, well, I mean, in, in those situations, which we hope, we hope those situations, situations don't happen, but in that event, I think immediately uh, when the dealer assumes that a customer doesn't have the information, they lose credibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if the customer goes through with the sale or the transaction, whether it's service or sales, usually it leaves them with a bad taste in their mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with social media now, I mean, you know, it, it only takes a couple clicks of the keyboard before the world knows about that information. Mm-hmm. So it's just making sure uh, that we're being as transparent as possible and as upfront as possible so that we don't run into those situations. Mm-hmm. So that, That's good insight. Yeah. Um, I have a couple other questions, and these might be a, seem a little off topic at first, but okay. so you seem like a pretty positive guy. I mean, we've only known each other for probably 24 hours, almost 24 hours Absolutely. at this point. Um, maybe this is deeper than you expected to get. Okay. Um, what, what do you want people to say about you in your professional career? Like when when you're done and when you wrap or you know you left Toyota yeah. right and you're kind of taking another step in your career at some point you might leave Nissan but maybe maybe never Nissan maybe yeah maybe never Nissan lifer. <laughs> it's up to you Nissan. Um, so what do you want people to say about you? Like what do you want that legacy to be in the automotive industry? Absolutely. Uh, one, I, I think uh, first and foremost that he's a hard worker that he wasn't afraid to uh, roll up his sleeves and and get the job done. Um, but I think secondly, you know, that he was thoughtful, that he looked for creative, creative solutions to problems. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say those would be the, the two top things. Um, and yeah, just wanted to, to leave my mark as one that being a person that was a change agent that mm-hmm. kind of looked at things and always thought, hey, how can we tweak this to make it better? That's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Give me an example of how you see the variety of like the dealers who are responding well to the current change that we have going mm-hmm. on, who's speaking about change, um, and the ones that are having a hard time with it. What, what's the variable between the two? I, th- I think the uh, variable between the two in, in general, uh, and not speaking about any brand, just looking at you know, the overall automotive industry, mm-hmm. um, the people that are focused or the dealers that are focused on people now mm-hmm. are, are winning. So people winning. first thinking. Yeah, so people first thinking, because um, when you focus on people, I think that brings profit, that brings retention, that brings all the other things that you're looking for. So I would say definitely the, the, the dealers, the manufacturers that are focused on their people mm-hmm. and developing their people and wanting their people to grow are, are definitely 
um, going to be the winners when you look at the future. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What drives you personally? So it's like a personal non-Nissan hat yeah, off yeah. question. What drives you personally to like engage this job? What drives you personally to just like, why do you want to do this kind of work? Yeah, I think uh, what personally drives me is probably my faith, my family, yep. uh, my friends. Uh, I, I feel like I'm a people person. So, you know, uh, when I'm around people with energy, I kind of feed off mm -hmm. of that energy. Uh, so, yeah, those are, you know, kind of if I have my top four things that, yeah. that drive me, I, I would say those would be the top top four. Kind of final question. Yeah. What do you think of the Philadelphia Eagles? The Eagles. Oh, well, um, I, you know, I'm a Chicago guy, so okay. I'm, we can I'm absolutely Unless focused. Unless there's a Super Bowl involved, we don't have any beef. <laughs> I'm absolutely focused on the Bears. We just had a big win yeah. uh, this last Sunday. We got to buy uh, this coming Sunday, but looking forward to uh, two weeks from now. Um, as far as the Eagles, I mean, uh, you guys got your quarterback back. Uh, did. So, uh, you know, I wish you guys luck until. Not the, like we needed him to beat the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. I wish you guys luck until we get to the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> Absolutely. No, thanks so much for your time today. I look forward to share it with the audience and the, the dealers. And best of luck to you, Nissan. Appreciate it. This was great. Thanks. All right. Take care. So that's our interview today. Um, I hope you liked it. I hope you learned something from it. At the very, 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 very least, I hope it broadened your horizons and perspective because it's someone that you never met and you didn't know. And um, that's how we learn and we grow by listening to people and learning about their experiences and then overlaying them into what we have to do next. So to remind, go, do. Thank you for being a part of this version of going and doing. I hope to bring you more in the future. Please reach out as always if you need anything and got a lot more stuff coming up. Glad that you're part of the journey. Thank you. Have a great day. Man, these endings are terrible lately. Have a great day. It's midnight. I'm out. I'm a dog! Go!